Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another uh, Believe in UCLA football podcast. I am James Williams, a sports reporter and editor for the Orange County Register. I'm joined here as always by my co-host and former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Um, hey, just a reminder, guys, though, before we get started here, just wanted to remind you guys, make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button. If you guys are just finding the link for this podcast on social media, uh, make sure you're you're going to the link that's usually going to be attached to this uh, post or whatever for, for this podcast. But make sure you guys are clicking that link, going and subscribing, uh, downloading the podcast every week. Set it on an automatic download. That way it just drops in your inbox the moment I upload it for you guys. Um, we're trying to hit it like for every Friday morning, like super early Friday morning. So just think of it like as every Friday is a Christmas or or any sort of holiday in which you receive a nice gift. Um, so that's what we're doing for you guys on Friday. So make sure you guys are subscribing, downloading, liking, leave a comment. Let us know um, if you guys have any questions, comments, feedback. Um, also, if there's um, any former UCLA players that you would maybe want to hear from in the future, maybe we could start re reaching out to some different people and getting an idea of what you guys want. Because at the end of the day, we are here to provide you guys uh, what you guys are looking for and what you guys want. Um, and we're going to try and do our best to be the best UCLA football podcast out there for you. Uh, with that being said, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing well out here, man. Um in the Pacific Northwest, so I'm mm -hmm. used to the I'm getting used to the rain. So, yeah, complaints. I wasn't going to talk about the weather, but I wish we had rain. <laughs> no, no, but um, I mean, I don't I don't think you do. Not every day. Not OK. Maybe now. Nah, maybe not every day. Um, but um, the BC Lions uh, were kind of raining some points on people over the past week. Looks like you guys had a, a, a pretty um, big win. What was the score pretty, on that again? Pretty, pretty great uh, home opener, 59 to 15. Yeah, 59 to 15. Yeah. Um, offense put on a show. Defense did. You know, we do. Uh, great home turnout. So excited. Nice. We had, unfortunately, we had a bye week two of the season, which is pretty wild for a 21 uh, week weird. season. Yeah. Yeah. But um, get it rolling again next week. Mm -hmm. Now, this could, could kind of work out in a way, like give yourself a chance to kind of reevaluate the first week see you know kind of maybe what you can get through but well yeah, once yeah you get I, that, mean, I mean after a win like that i think you just want to keep you just sit rolling, on it for you know? a week oh well no that's no, true that's you true. know what i'm saying you want to keep no, that momentum true. that momentum going you know that's after true something like that. if it was like a like a you know a tough tough game right. and it's like a close one okay well and like a big game like that actually i think like that was the thing too for like ucla football just to bring it back to ucla football i think that's like that was the thing with the lsu game i think like they won the lsu game Everything was great. I think they had that week off and then they came back to play Fresno State at home. Close game, but didn't work out in their favor. Jake Hayner came out and did his thing at the Rose Bowl. Um, usually, I mean, usually big games in, at UCLA. Uh, usually, I feel like we have a bye to recuperate. Mm -hmm. Thinking ahead of time of like, okay, this is going to be a big physical game. Right. Win or I lose, this game yeah. is, yeah. Or usually, I don't know why we used to do it. I think it'd be like right after our third on-conference game. Usually, mm -hmm. you want to play like a Stanford. Yeah. You have that week off to get ready for Pac-12 play and for mm -hmm. a big game. That's true. I think, well, I was going to say, even with that, when you guys had that crazy Washington State game, 
I wanted to say there was a bye week after that, but I don't think there was. Um, I, I think, I think there was. I feel like anytime you guys there was like a big game, it's like keep you want them to keep it going, like. But then I would find myself writing about the same big win for like two weeks because it's like there's a bye week. You guys aren't doing a whole lot during the bye week. I don't remember. It was it was a little while ago, but that was a while ago. Because I it, think we we might have kept we might have played Oregon State or something. It was yeah. Lost. Then we had a bye week, and then we played Stanford, and then we started rolling for a little okay. bit. And Maybe the reason I remember that is because first Oregon State, I sprained both my pinkies and had like. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not laughing, but both the pinkies. I wasn't expecting that. No, both my pinkies. I was almost like both half casted up and Damn. it came time <laughs> for the game. And I was like, I can't. I remember there was a scout there. I, I couldn't catch the ball with with the uh, like the splints on. Yeah. So I told the trainers like, hey, I'm taking these off. Like, it's, yeah. I'm just going to have to thug this one out. Right. <laughs> that, that's the only reason I remember that it was a bye week, because I remember I was like, mm-hmm. Thank God for this week in between, or else I, yeah. I don't like, I wouldn't have been as able. Um, so like we have a lot, we have some topics that we'll talk about, but now I'm just kind of curious while we're on the topic, like um, UCLA last, this past um, season had the week zero game. Some teams take that week zero as a bye week, right? Like, would mm-hmm. you rather have that bye week early on, or do you want to like, kind of almost like what you're going going through with your season right now. Like, do you want to get that first game out of the way? Or do you, do wanna, you want to stash wanna, those bye weeks? I want to I want to get in, get it rolling. Yeah. Then a bye week. I want – it's perfect when they're kind of even. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're kind of like every four games. Right. That's that's, that's the best way to mm-hmm. have bye weeks. Is, so as you kind of have, you know, not quarters, but, you know, mm-hmm. split like that. And you kind of look at it. You can kind yeah, of look at the season. phases of yeah. how we're going to get through this year. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to have it because you don't want you don't want to have a, too early of a buy and you don't want to yeah. have those late buys where it's, right. it's like the last week or the week before the last week where mm-hmm. you have a buy and, and then you're just like I'm trying to get the season over with not in right. that sense but like let's mm-hmm. just finish this thing you know yeah no that's a, that's a good point unfortunately it's like you guys don't get to decide you guys don't get to decide when your bye weeks are so it's not even something that you guys can really um, think too hard about honestly just because exactly. it's kind of it's kind of out of favor for you guys. Um, but something that did work in someone's favor. Um, hey, this is Chase Griffin's world, and we're all just kind of living in it, to be honest with you. We're a uh, Chase Griffin Stan page this, account this, podcast. This is, this is the Chase Griffin Stan podcast for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt. Um, I don't. I wouldn't claim to be a fan of like a lot of people just because I'm a member of the media, but how can you not root for Chase Griffin and everything he's doing, right? We need a, you know, they had the vote for Pedro shirts, uh-huh. Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. We need to, he, Maybe Chase will do it himself, but Chase needs Chase, to do it. Yeah, vote for Chase shirt. Mm-hmm. Start that now. Get a campaign going and everything. So, um, just a little bit why we're mentioning Chase Griffin here. Um, even though we always do, we're always talking about NIL stuff with him. Um, not only does he spend time as a student, as a, a quarterback in that quarterback room, having to learn and take in everything that comes with the Chip Kelly offense and, you know, can have his number called at any given moment. And we've seen that happen and what he's been able to do when he's had his time to get on the field in games against some of the, the biggest teams in the conference, like in Oregon, for example. Um, but, you know, he, he finds some time in his spare time to, to, to do some NIL work and it's paid off for him. Um, he had the, the great honor of being named not only for the Pac-12, but just in general across the country named the NIL 
male athlete of the year. And this is, um, I guess, an award ceremony or organization uh, called the NIL Summit. Um, and this was their first year. I mean, NIL has only been around for, I guess, we're in the second year now. But um, I remember Chase Griffin had been a finalist for some time, but he was actually named. Um, yeah, he was actually named the overall winner for the male athlete of the year in terms of NIL. And there was some some if you just I'm going to read off some of the names here that he was in in the running for this award with. It's kind of crazy. Um, so Chase Griffin got the honor over former Minnesota wrestler Gabe Stevenson, who um, has already signed a WWE contract, um, is an Olympian. I think he won the gold medal, if I'm not mistaken. He. Gable Stevenson is just that guy. Right. Um, Former LSU and UCLA forward Sharif O'Neal, the son of Shaq, and uh, uh, Jackson State quarterback Sheeder Sanders. I'm assuming that's Dion's son, son, I would imagine, right? Um, Norfolk State running back Raekwon Smith and Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. After reading that list, I'm kind of even more impressed. Now, again, this is not based on talent or what you're doing on the field. Obviously, this is NIL. But if you remember, and I think we even talked about it last week, uh, Bryce Young is making over a million dollars in NIL. And um, and I'm not saying how much Chase Griffin makes. I don't know how much Chase Griffin makes. The good thing about Chase Griffin, and I think kind of what goes with this honor, is is what he's doing with his NIL um, proceeds. Yeah, I was looking at right now. And it's all going to charity. You're looking at, do you, do you have the number? Like I have, I can name some of the companies he's affiliated with, but do you see this a dollar from, figure there? This is from back in, back in November. Okay. He had already donated over 33,000 meals. Oh yeah. The meals. LA, I remember. LA food bank. So I know it's yeah. probably way higher than that now. Yeah. But, but the thing that it separates to him is like all these other people, they mm-hmm. have brand names, but because of, their yeah. name already like who their who their dad is mm-hmm. or bryce where you have a situation where like alabama so you're already established heisman you like that yeah chase chase i feel like has diligently branded himself and done everything the right way mm-hmm. and really put his time effort and passion into this yeah and like like we're saying like for great cause right you there's you can't not like the kid mm-hmm. no Oh, for sure. No, no, no. You're so you're absolutely right. Um, he's not like an everyday starter. He he's not someone who um, is the son of a, of a former pro athlete. Not that, you know, we're knocking anybody for that. Um, not he's not a Heisman Trophy winner. He's not an Olympian. He's not a WWE wrestler. You know what I mean? Like he's not any of those things. He's just Chase Griffin. And to me, like that's always the the thing about him is he's so genuine about it. And, and just even conversations we've had with him. But just you can tell with his approach on it. So I'm reading. Um, I'm going to be reading this list of, of some of the companies that Chase is working with um, from my buddy, Sam Conan, who's uh, another UCLA reporter. And he writes for Sports Illustrated. Um, I believe he also does a podcast for the Believe Network called um, Believe in UCLA Basketball. So make sure you guys go download that as well. But yeah, Sam Conan uh, had written that Chase has worked with uh, several different advertising campaigns such as the de- de- degree, like the deodorant, um, Shell Gas Station, uh, Discord, and Boost Mobile. Not bad. Um, and then, I, as you mentioned, he's done like a lot of different things for charity with um, the homelessness in LA and things like that. Um, so yeah, Chase Griffin is that guy. And 
Oh, yeah, just so let's read the qual. I'll read out the qualifications for the award real quick. Um, the qualifications as described by the NIL Summit is the award recognizes the male student athletes that have exhibited uh, the best use of their name, image, and like a name, image, and likeness. Judges will consider student athletes that have best leveraged their NIL across multiple activations, platforms, and campaigns to create maximum impact for their partners. Yeah, that's Chase Griffin for you. <laughs> if if sounds, yeah, sounds about right. That sounds about on, on par for what Chase Griffin is. Um, but yeah, no, Chase Griffin has been that guy. There was actually one other thing. Oh. Actually, the most important thing I wanted to read was this little um, part of the tweet from the NIL, uh, NIL Summit um, is that Griffin is highly sought after, is a highly sought after strategy consultant. Again, like there's brands that are coming. I'm sure there's there's probably been brands and projects and things he's probably had to say no to. Then again, maybe not, because I don't think with, he would say no to time and yeah, I don't know. Because he, if it, if it's to go to a great cause at the end of the day, I don't think he would say no to it. But I'm for his sake, I don't know how he's finding out the time to do some of the things that. Yeah, he does. I don't know. If, I don't know if he <laughs> had. I don't even know if he has an agent or agency he's working with, but he, he might be able to mm-hmm. turn this into a business for himself. Oh yeah, if definitely. He wants to represent other people or just him um, putting out a masterclass for student athletes on mm-hmm. how to to do nil deals and different strategies and things he use. Yeah, he can be charging. Yeah, these other athletes to try to obtain the skills that he's used to set himself up for success. So whenever his athletic career is done, he'll either be running the NIL program at UCLA. He'll be teaching or he's business gonna be, at UCLA. Or he's going to be the president of the United States of America. Or he'll still be the president of the United States after The Rock, because everyone thinks The Rock is going to be president, too. So probably after The Rock, we'll get Chase Griffin. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think, you know, Chase Griffin continues to do big things. He has a whole nother year ahead of him with the football team this year. So the NIL deals and everything that will come with it uh, will continue to keep rolling for him. Um, I think he may have graduated last year, if I'm not mistaken. I'm obviously taking classes. I'm sure he's going to earn another degree here sometime soon. I think he's in the master's program right now. But there were some guys who did graduate um, just this past week. They had the ceremony at UCLA. Uh, a, a couple guys that were in the transfer portal or, and that are departing from the school um, even came back for the ceremony. Do you still have that list in front of you, Josh? Yeah, I mean, and that's this is the most important thing. Whether you mm-hmm. move on from UCLA football or not, the the most important thing you can do is get that UCLA degree yeah. before you leave. So even mm-hmm. if you grad transfer, you know, that's why I used to tell even tell guys like if you plan on going somewhere else. Why, if you've already put in two, three years in the UCLA like academics, yeah. why transfer That's out, true. have to sit out a year anyways, and miss out on a UCLA degree when you're, I feel like a lot of, not all the time, but if, when guys transfer to, you know, a school yeah. that's not on par with a UCLA degree, which many places are not, unless you're transferring to a Stanford, you know, mm-hmm. a Vanderbilt, a uh, Northwest, you know, a, yeah, or Ivy League, somewhere, you know, of that, that status. So, mm-hmm. Shout out to all these guys. I feel like it's crazy. I was there for like all these guys. <laughs> I was going to say for you, right? It's probably like crazy just to see the list of names. And like, I'm looking like all these guys are like really, I remember when they were babies first day walking on campus mm-hmm. little, little bros, and now they're freaking graduating and leaving the program or like not leaving, you know, some yeah. movement moving on, going to last year or some being done. Mm-hmm. So we got Blaylock mm-hmm. with a degree in philosophy. We got Britton Brown. 
master's yeah. in education because he he graduated from duke first and then he i believe yeah he graduated from duke for, yeah he came in as a grad transfer yeah mm -hmm. current running back for the raiders yep we got boat linebacker bo calvert with a political science degree mm -hmm. safety kenny churchwell the third with a political science degree uh wide receiver at oregon now chase coda yeah. with a political science degree mm -hmm. james the linebacker political science degree uh michael Aziki, african-american studies i think he's a tight he's classified as a tight end now right yeah he's he's a tight end. he was a receiver i think early Famous on receiver yeah. now mm -hmm. tight end uh kobe fitzgerald not too familiar i think he plays linebacker though yeah degree in, that's right uh mm -hmm. psychology elisha gidry um mm -hmm. current i think portal guy yeah portal guy mm -hmm. safety defensive back a degree in economics as as a major and he was a and just to stop you real quick he was like a he was a, a big time dude kind of on campus with like a lot of the leadership stuff and yeah he was See, always I mean, in even even currently still a lot of the especially in the times of of covid and george floyd mm -hmm. he was uh like a major um spokesperson for african-american yeah. student athletes mm-hmm not only UCLA, but Pac-12 and oh, for sure. I, think, I think he's done a few like NCAA events where he's mm -hmm. been a, you know, a guy leading the way. Yep. Um, DB athlete, running back, receiver, <laughs> and now retired Martel Irby, <laughs> African-American studies yeah. degree. Mm -hmm. um, and current outside linebacker for Cal, Odua. Mm -hmm. Od He's a bore. Yep, he's a bore. Uh, mm -hmm. Masters in education. I don't know what his undergrad was. Um, Daytona Jackson D. Lyman, Masters in education. Mm -hmm. Safety, uh, Alex Johnson, political science degree. Corner, Patrick Jolly, sociology degree. Long snapper, Jack Lander, the fourth, political science degree. Mm -hmm. Was he? A, he I was guess. a Chino, he was a Chino Hills guy, right? He wasn't up He was Chino Hills. Chino Hills. Chino yes, Hills. Baseline, right. mm -hmm. baseline league still. Yes. Mm -hmm, baseline. Mm -hmm. Offensive guard, former nose guard, mm -hmm. Antonio Maffi, political science degree. Former D lineman, now offensive tackle, Tyler <laughs> Manoa. Yeah. Political science degree. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, Heisman candidate, quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson, African American go. studies degree. Mm hmm. Uh, former receiver, quarterback, transfer. I think he plays tight end now. Colson Yankoff, economics degree. Colson, yeah. Wait. Oh, Colson came in from Washington, right? Yeah, as a as a quarterback. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Made okay. a few position changes. Yeah. Tight end, uh, David Preby, economics degree. Mm -hmm. Running back, receiver, Casimir Allen, African American studies degree. Um, former. Offensive tackle and UCLA rugby player, Lucas Gramlich, psychology degree. Mm -hmm. uh, grad transfer, DB, OB Evo, Masters mm -hmm. of Legal Studies. And that's on top of, you know, whatever his degree at Stanford was. And that, yeah, he was the final one on the list. But yeah, yeah. very impressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, it even stands out to me is like the, the degrees that are not in there much like mm -hmm. an econ degree, like that, like that yep. legal studies, certain things like that people don't understand how hard it is to not only get into those majors or uh, programs, mm -hmm. but to find a way to take those classes surrounding a uh, oh football schedule. Yeah. It's really tough to do. And like a lot of the times I feel like things outside of the, the major, like the, 
the normal or the common majors mm-hmm. are usually kind of frowned upon or like heavily discouraged right um, because it's just so difficult mm-hmm. to schedule around it around football so shout out to all the guys doing what they came to UCLA to do Mm-hmm. And and something that's always a priority for Chip Kelly. We mentioned it before. He mentions it all the time. Like academics is is a big thing, not only for UCLA, but something that I know Chip Kelly takes a lot of pride in and mentions and will mention quite often. Um, that that's the end goal at the end of the day, right? Um, just real quick though, um, as we're kind of wrapping things up here, uh, one guy who st- stood out on the list. Obviously, a lot of them did. And again, congratulations to all of them for all that they've done. But one that really kind of stuck out to me was uh, Bo Calvert, right? So just a little bit for for why I'm mentioning Bo was when I first got uh, to cover UCLA football, um, Bo Calvert's like a SoCal guy. He was uh, Oaks Christian, I believe. So I I really didn't cover him a whole lot because he was kind of on the other side of SoCal from where I was. But when I first get to UCLA, there's like, oh, there's Bo Calvert, but he's like suspended or academically suspended. He wasn't, he didn't play. Um, and then, uh, the LA times wrote a story about Bo Calvert, um, during this past season and kind of detailed a lot of, uh, Bo Calvert struggles with, um, where he was at as a student athlete and how he overcame it and, and what he was going through. And, and especially because of that suspension, like what was going through, um, just kind of walking us through some of what he was going through um with mental health and different things like that and how he was able to kind of overcome that um ben bolch was the one who wrote that story i'm sure ucla fans are pretty familiar with him um so yeah ben went and talked to his father his father talks in the article about some of the discussions he's had with with bo calvert um you know just about about academics and everything with that so i just thought that that just stuck out when when i heard you read the name and i'm like I remember hearing about Bo's story and and remember when I first got there, the first thing I kind of heard about Bo was like, oh, he's academically suspended or something. So he's not playing this season. So I'm like, oh, OK. Um, and then I think it was like the end of like your senior year. So what's 2019? I think he you guys were starting to get banged up a little bit and he got some time. I think he came back he like played the like last the, two he games. Played the last the last game. Yeah, yeah we had. I Was that uh, the? it was like the USC game and then the Cal game or something like that? Or maybe it was just the cow game or something. But I think it might he, have been just the it might have been just the cow game. Yeah. I know we had Chris Barnes and it was hurt, didn't play. Because mm-hmm. so Chris Kenny Barnes got hurt like up. in that USC Lange game. He was I think. banged up. Yeah. I remember I was in the game by my like kind of by myself. Like but, but you were kind of banged he, up too, I think, then even then, maybe. No, nah, I was tra- last or year. You I were good. Straight. I just remember but like was, all the linebackers were down. Like I was playing outside. So okay. like they they uh there was only certain practices where they'd let me kind of play more inside. So like, okay. I couldn't be much help at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. But no, I, and then I'm like, Oh, this is the Bo Calvert. Like everyone was talking about. And I think he was like, either like he finished that game, like in the top three in tackles for that night. And I was like, Oh, like where was Bo's season? But you guys were so deep at linebacker. It's like, dang. Like, so yeah, he was definitely true. a guy. And even again for this season, he's definitely going to be a guy to kind of watch out for and going to be an anchor on that defense. Um, but yeah, someone else to look forward to obviously is Zach Charbonnet, the running back out of the backfield. Um, he'll have another his name. another Oaks Christian guy. Another Oaks Christian guy was teammates with Bo Calvert there. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, but Zach Charbonnet will probably having his name called in the draft after this season, um, and the expectations are you know are high, and sometimes we don't um, always go off the expectations, and we'll see how the season plays out, but. 
um, Phil, uh, Phil Steele, who's a college football writer, um, someone who who's pretty heavy into the pre the the preseason stuff. He has a preseason magazine, someone who um, all the college football writers and, and just about everyone knows is, is one of those guys that has all the information you need to get ready for the season. He put Zach Charbonnet, I believe, as a fourth team running um, All-American running back. And again, that's not the official like NCAA All-American team, but. Again, Phil Steele is like someone who's like widely acknowledged. So it's still saying something for, for Zach Charbonnet to be on that list. And again, that's not just in the Pac-12. That's all American across the country. Zach Charbonnet is being considered among like those, those top five, top 10 running backs. And again, for UCLA, you know, you're, you want to be able to say you have athletes that are at that standard and being recognized in that way, um, much like DTR has been the last couple of years, having his name being that Heisman race, Zach Charbonnet is also carrying that banner a little bit and will, will kind of be the, the face of that program for this year. So yeah, the expectations are, are, um, are pretty, pretty high, but again, these are just the preseason um, awards and stuff. I remember uh, the media, including myself voted for the preseason PAC 12 um, team for the, yeah, the preseason Pac-12 team that was released on media day. And I think D- like DTR was like third team. Uh, Greg was like the only first team guy. Kyle Phillips was like a second team guy. And like, obviously it didn't work out that way. Right. And like, yeah, like Greg and Kyle were like first team DTR may have still only been like third team for whatever reason. Um, Could have easily been like at least second team, but yeah, so it's, it's hard to read into some of the preseason rankings, but it's also good for UCLA, for example, to be recognized and to have a guy be acknowledged among, you know, the running backs you're going to hear uh, day after day on national media and television from Ohio State, from Clemson, from Alabama, et cetera, et cetera. So it's nice to see Zach Charbonnet in that mix. And yeah, I, I, I just think it's, it's great to have him recognized like that. And I'm sure it won't be the last time he's recognized and same goes for dtr um so yeah it should be fun any any um thoughts on just preseason awards or anything you guys read it as players you guys read into any of that at all um i think it's cool when you get nominated for stuff like that Mm -hmm. just to know like you're on the national scene you know so i mean we had years where a lot of guys were nominated for all these awards Mm -hmm. of course it doesn't really mean much yeah until like you're in the final discussion the final one at the end of the season things like that or getting like player of the week for an award and Mm -hmm. things like that but i think especially dorian and zach both have the skill and ability to be top in their positions in the country so i think we're going to be talking about those guys for some of these awards hopefully one of the one of the two is in the heisman race yeah, for sure right so yeah that's gonna be the most important one and like, like i said i think both of them have the ability and the talent to mm-hmm. do it this year it's got to prove people wrong and just you know both both of them have the opportunity to do it and i think zach charbonnet made a case for him at the end of like or at the beginning of the season too right fresh fresh face to ucla but was causing chaos and I'm trying to remember what it was that kind of stopped his momentum again I think it was like the bye week that I mentioned like it was like after LSU and then there was a bye week and then the loss to Fresno State I don't think I don't think he it was like road I don't know they were kind of rotate because I mean some games where Britain was the guy because Britain know. was like the guy and obviously people are going to look at that but then also that week zero game they had against Hawaii was really like it was like that first like one of the first games on t- it was an early game it was a week zero game 
it was just like a showcase game. And that really helped put UCLA on the national kind of scene. And then again, you beat an LSU a few weeks later, you're kind of, you're nationally ranked now. You have that bye week so you're still sitting on that national rank. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. They're going to have three non-conference games or they'll have the same opportunity to do the same thing. So I think a strong case could be made for at least an early Heisman push here for, for Zach Charbonnet or uh, for DTR, for example. We'll, we'll see how things play out. Um, I think that that first game is going to be a week zero game again. So the same opportunity will be there. And again, I think these guys have an opportunity to make a lot of noise. And again, depending on who he may share the backfield with, if it's just a Zach Charbonnet show all season and knock on wood, he can be healthy all season. I mean, yeah, he, he can have a case to be in the mix for, for that Heisman trophy um, kind of consideration. Heck, even just to be, you know, just to get invited to that, that final ceremony, the final three, four guys, like is a big accomplishment in its own right. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how things play out here. Um, but as we wrap up the show, just a lot of different tidbits for you guys this week. No crazy big news, no crazy recruits. Um, just hopping on, just kind of check in with you guys, say what's going on, checking with Josh. Obviously, obviously, again, the big win for for the BC Lions, and uh, we'll continue to keep up with his journey um, over the uh, season. But with that being said, as we get closer and closer to the college football season, again, just a reminder, make sure you guys are subscribing, downloading, liking, leaving a, a comment. Let us know. Um, what questions you have about UCLA football, and we'll try and get those answers for you guys. So until then, we will see you guys next week, and uh, hopefully have some more great stuff for you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.